Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney Insights podcast. Well, just a few hours ago, Apple made a big announcement. The tech giant announced a new platform in the same scale as the iPhone, iPad, or the Apple Watch. Apple Vision Pro and its headset is Apple's way of embarking in a major way into virtual reality. It offers many benefits and creates an experience that may be unlike any other platform they have previously sold. To that end, moments later, during the presentation, Disney CEO Bob Iger presented on stage at this conference to share the Disney will be making its Disney Plus content available on the new platform on day one when this device is sold at the Apple Store. But there is much more to this in terms of what could be offered. All the while, this foray into partnering with Apple is juxtaposition to Disney's recent decision to lay off many of the people involved with developing product for the metaverse. So is Disney moving into artificial reality? We'll consider that question along with whether Disney's involvement suggests that Disney and Apple may be merging as one corporation. So much to talk about in this podcast on Disney, Apple Vision Pro, and the metaverse. Well, make sure that you also check out DisneyInsights.com. We're going to have some some graphs, charts, images that will help support and help you understand what was presented today. We just want to make sure that you understand the whole context. While you're there, you might just want to go ahead and um, and uh, sign up or make sure you subscribe to DisneyInsights.com so that you can um, receive notice when we have new um podcasts and other posts available to you. All right, so what's happened today? At the Apple Worldwide Developers Conference, the WWDC, today Disney CEO Bob Iger announced that Disney will be Disney Plus will be available on the tech giant's new Apple Vision Pro at launch. The announcement came moments after Apple unveiled its new AR headset. The headset includes a movie theater option that offers the image of a full and large screen when watching TV shows and movies. Bob Iger began by hearkening to Disney's 100th anniversary and how innovation and storytelling has been really at the heart of the company for so many years. Then he went on to say, quote, it's a privilege to be here for this momentous event. We're constantly in search of new ways to entertain, inform, and inspire our fans by combining extraordinary creativity with groundbreaking technology to create truly remarkable experiences. And we believe Apple Vision Pro is a revolutionary platform that can make our vision a reality. The first time I tried Apple Vision Pro, the thing that struck me the most was how it could allow us to create deeply personal experiences that bring our fans closer to the characters they love and more deeply immersed in our stories. This platform will allow us to bring Disney to our fans in ways that were previously impossible. We're tremendously excited to bring you this sneak peek 
of just some of the things we've been dreaming up. And then we went into a video that showed the following. I'm going to read the narrative and then I'm going to discuss what was shown on the screen during that narrative. And also, I'll have a link to the actual presentation if you want to look at that later. The first question asked is, what if all the things we thought were impossible were suddenly possible? And on the screen, you see showcase Disney films on Disney Plus via the headset. It goes on to say you could experience your favorite stories in unexpected ways. At that moment, you see multiple films come up at one time. You look at the apps that would share with, um, with some searching individually places within the film, such as where's the planet Tatooine and showing a picture of that. So, or it goes on to say, or in unbelievable places. And they talk about creating your, and they showcase creating your own setting for watching those films. Kind of they show Mandalorian being shown like you were at a drive-in theater on the, on, on Tatooine or something. Then it goes on to say you could do more than just watch sports. You could be at the game without leaving home or be part of the action as never before. At that point, it goes back and forth between several sports events where you could bring up the stats that you wanted, where you could replay top plays as you wanted to, and then even replay key events from a 3D view, looking down at the entire court, watching key players making baskets and so forth. So it was very multidimensional as it showcased these sporting events. Then it changes and you see a place underwater where turtles are swimming. And it asks the question, what if you could travel on a National Geographic adventure from your couch? Or if your imaginary friends weren't quite so imaginary. And then you see Mickey jumping off of a photo frame in your living room and then bouncing around on the couch and on the carpet and so forth. Then it asks the question, what if you could bring Disney World into your world? At that point, you see a kind of a finger leading or creating a parade route for the Main Street Electrical Parade. By, and, and then you see that same individual bringing up um, uh, objects or attractions like Cinderella Castle around it as it proceeds. So it's almost like to say, what if you could design your own parade, so to speak? And then it asks, and what if you could become a superhero and seek the answer to the ultimate question, what if? And then what you see on the screen is that the Watcher, if you remember the What If series, animated series, the Watcher in that series sh um, shares these words as he hands you an infinity stone that fits on your cuff, thus enabling you to interact in new ways. The Watcher says space, time, reality. It's more than a prism of endless possibilities imperceptible to most, but not to you. Finally, it goes on to say, well, at the end of that video, Bob Iger goes on to say, we're so proud to yet again be partnering with the greatest, uh, partnering the greatest storytelling company in the world with the most innovative technology company in the world to bring you real life magic. These are just a few ways we can bring Disney into your world with Apple Vision Pro, and we're looking forward to sharing more in the coming months." End of quote.
So in essence, this is the presentation that Bob Iger gave during this conference. Let's consider some key points that comes out of the narrative and visuals of this message. First off, number one, storytelling matters in an environment such as this one. You cannot make this product a reality if you can't bring in some really great Disney storytelling. Two, Disney isn't the most innovative technology company, but partnered with Apple, it can bring real life magic. I think that's really important. I think I think that Disney is acknowledging, look, we're not the high tech company. We're not the most innovative technology company. But if we partnered with them, we could do what we do best and make it even better. Three, real life magic, which would be at the core of this kind of product, means more than just watching films. It's the interaction in this space that makes this work. And then finally, number four, there are many divisions of Disney that could put benefit from this potential business. Right off the start is obviously Disney Plus. Not just Disney Plus, but a, a superized version of Disney Plus that allows you to do things that you may not be able to do. And I, it made me kind of wonder for a moment. There's been some shows that have been taken off of Disney Plus and they kind of named budgeting reasons, which I couldn't quite understand how a film from the 19... 80s could be costing Disney, but okay, whatever. But at any rate, um, I think what they're trying to do is get is is focus on a core product within Disney Plus where they could do a lot of very cool things in this space. So Disney Plus is definitely at the helm of this, and that's important because they are trying to again promote Disney Plus in new ways. And it may be that this superized form of Disney Plus, by the way, may be more expensive than the one you're buying um, at home with your family currently. In addition to that would be ESPN. They made a very solid presentation of things that could be done with watching sports. And that I think is really critical because there's been a lot of kind of talk in the background about, well, was, is Disney going to get rid of ESPN? This does not suggest that. ESPN is probably not going to go away anytime soon. This offers some, some dynamics, some things to do in the sports realm that, uh, that creates value in sports. Uh, and I think that's really important too to their opportunities moving forward. Disney Interactive Studios, which provides gaming. There are gonna be many kinds of games on this device, but Disney can be one of those contributors and could elevate their own interactive uh, gaming properties in this, um, especially as they link with existing intellectual property portfolios like Star Wars or Marvel or Pixar. Um, I, you know, I remember being on a cruise and our autistic child was trying out the head device, um, virtual device that they had for a, a, an experience where you had a lightsaber and you fought uh, Darth Vader. And that was such a, a great experience for our autistic child that we actually bought one of those. Uh, you never really played with it a lot afterwards 
that's a flag to me. But at the same time, if nothing else, you could be offering these kinds of devices in specialty places like a Disney cruise or in a Disney resort, someplace like that. Certainly National Geographic was highlighted. What could you do with these kinds of devices on National Geographic tours or just simply building out that brand? And then importantly, what could be done in conjunction with the Disney parks? How could you live out your Disney park experience before you even go to Walt Disney World or Disneyland or some park? Or could you visit a park that you've never been before because it could literally play out virtually? It's a little reminiscent. I don't know if you remember Wonders of Life. They used to have these cycles and you rode this cycle and it would take you down Main Street and through Disneyland, I think right through the castle and through Fantasyland. But you kind of felt like you were riding your bike uh, through Disneyland. This is taking that to a whole nother level. Or imagine if you use these devices in a room such as Stitch's Great Escape and you created a virtual uh, reality experience out of that um, using this as a platform. So there's there's all sorts of possibilities. In fact, I want to say and ask you the question, what's the bigger opportunity in all this? Disney has already let out in unique ways over the years in terms of creating high-tech, high-touch type of experiences. Turtle Talk with Crush or Monsters Incorporated Laugh Floor are just some Example Sorcerers in the Magic Kingdom, a, a more modest example, but these kinds of things allowed you to interact in new ways in the Disney parks. But the metaverse is even bigger. As I've shared in other podcasts, the metaverse is a network of 3D virtual worlds focused on connections that could occur socially, economically, and so forth. What was displayed today was definitely associated with all that is happening in the metaverse. In the metaverse, they showed how when Mickey jumped off the wall or um, oh, what was another or when you received the, the stone on your cuff, they showed examples of augmented reality. So you have reality, you have augmented reality where the imaginary plays on top of what you visually see in front of you. In this case, it was the living room with Mickey jumping all over. Then you have augmented virtuality where you take individuals physically and put them in a virtual world and then you finally have a virtual world in and of itself one of the great things that disney has going for itself is not just films and storytelling properties that could be showcased in augmented um, or mixed reality worlds but rather they have these theme parks what would it be like to have these devices and to be able to walk through Disney parks? Maybe having Mickey walk with you in a cartoon form as you headed down Main Street. What would this kind of experience look like for you as you went through? Mind you, the technology has got a long way to go. But the idea, and I've got the uh, some diagrams are available in um, DisneyInsights.com. So check that out. When you think about storytelling, the traditional format has been linear. So when you set sail on the Pirates of the Caribbean, you are going from point A to point B to point C as you encounter the pirates. It's a linear form of storytelling. Then you have interactive storytelling. So the idea of Mr. Potato Head at Midway Mania 
and how comedian Don Rickles recorded thousands of words so that you could have a conversation between Mr. Potato Head and Gas. Very similar to how you could do turtle talk or how you could do, um, or how um, Kylo Ren can interact with you or the Mandalorian and, and, um, and Grogu interacting with you in the parks. That's interactive storytelling. Then you bring in the immersive storytelling, which is where guests are brought into the story. It's a Avengers Campus could be considered similar to this, where the Marvel heroes come alive, but you become part of helping save the galaxy, save the universe, so forth. And then you eventually come to what's personalized storytelling, where you create your own story and your journey. So think about how these tools could be used with Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. So right now I'm taking my watch and I'm putting it up to a device in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and it's telling me I need to look for this criminal and, and find him. And so the, the watch is simply beeping closer, 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 or further, further away as I try to search for this. Well, think of what you could do with with goggles, think of what you could do with glasses, interactive glasses, and being able to check out or find these creatures. Again, making it part of your own experience and your stories. So there's lots of possibilities. In my view, in my view, this is not the end all device. This is, in my view, what the I, um, what the iPod was to eventually the iPhone or even supporting the Apple Watch. It is, it is a milestone, an important critical milestone, but not the end stage of where these things could go. Lots of um, folks are aware that, that Apple has also been working on a form of glasses. I think that the research group has kind of been going back and forth between goggles and glasses and, and in truth you can get more um, uh, technology on a pair of goggles than you can on a pair of glasses and so these things are kind of but the technology is improving and, and getting better every day and so it won't be so cumbersome i think these are less these um they call them like ski goggles kind of things they're less cumbersome than than what they were before but um they with other virtual headsets, but I think it's going to evolve. And I think what's important is, is this operating system that they introduced today is going to pull developers together, pull technologies, pull opportunities to take everything and lift it to the next higher level. And I think those same, that same technology is being positioned to help support that kind of virtual experience at Disney and making it what it might be. Now, if all that is said and done, if, if, if creating a more virtual theme park experience is important, then why did Disney dump the metaverse team at Disney with layoffs? Well, we don't have all the answers to that, but there's a couple of things, um, there's a couple of things to consider in this. First, Bob Chapek as CEO embraced the work on the metaverse, but the fact is, is I think Bob Chapek's name on the metaverse is as bad as metaverse's name on Facebook. In fact, I don't even know if they use the word metaverse in the Apple presentation. Sorry, my son is in the background. But, um, but, but the point of it all is, is that there's some of that that hasn't played out well optically. Yet, 
In contrast, when Bob Iger left Disney finally, one of the first things he did was personally invest not only in Genies, which is a software which lets users create their own digital avatars for use in virtual worlds, but he became part of the board for that. He too was embracing this new world. And I think he was doing that well in advance of his leaving Disney. At the end of March, Disney uh, laid off its cross-divisional next generation storytelling and consumer experiences group, which encompassed the Mouse House's metaverse ambitions. And it was supposedly a group that was cross-divisional. That group showcased work in progress activities last summer at D23. But when I inquired about efforts at the parks, I was told by people there, oh, that's another group that is associated with the parks. So I think there are many facets of Disney that's trying to figure out this next phase. Moving forward on this platform, I think there are many areas of opportunity ahead. Um, you know, there was this quotation, I believe, in the uh, Washington Post. Uh, no, the New York Times. Um, some say that AR and the metaverse was a fad and that AI, artificial intelligence, is now the new focus. The New York Times shared, quote, the metaverse investment fad, it came and went, and now people are focused on AI, said Doug Krutz, an analyst at Cohen and Company. The people who were hopping on it because it was a sexy thing to talk about have hopped back off of it. But I really think that today's announcements brings new energy, new light to the possibilities of what could be done um, in terms of artificial reality. I don't think it's just another gaming system. I think it's the beginning of how um, organizations like Disney can use it in in really meaningful ways. And that's that, that, that doesn't make it um, easy moving forward. The price point on this device is, is high. It's extraordinarily high. And my guess is, is when you download the apps or add these other aspects to it, it's gonna get only more expensive. Again, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Disney Plus on this device costs more than just Disney Plus on your TV on your television downstairs. So there's there's um, there's all sorts of realities of this. Now I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna discuss one other question. Does this mean Disney might merge with Apple? I mean, look today, the big corporation that was there supporting Apple was Disney. Not only Disney, was Bob Iger as CEO. Well, if you go back to the iPod, when the iPod premiered, um, uh, Bob Iger appeared on stage with Steve Jobs to announce that the company would be making its films and ABC television offerings available on iTunes for the use um, on the on the iPod. I don't know how many of you were downloading Desperate Housewives. That seems like a waste to me, but I know. <laughs> I was downloading Pirates of the Caribbean. And I remember working out on the treadmill on the bike and watching Pirates of the Caribbean on my first iPod or one of my first iPods. Uh, the first iPod, I think it was just music, but on the new evolution of that iPod. By the way, that was a, that was a big step. Um, Steve Jobs and Bob Iger appearing on stage agreeing to this. 
This was the first step that paved the way toward ultimately Disney purchasing Pixar from Steve Jobs. But such a step did not pave the way for Disney to be acquired by Apple. In retrospect, I, don't, I, I think it's hard to think of an iPod and Disney being the only thing that made or broke the platform. Disney's announcement today is the same. It's important. I think the presence is symbolic, but there are many other uses that will come out of this platform that have nothing to do with Disney. To put all your money on purchasing Disney is in a way to put aside all those other options, apps, features, and facets of what this will become. So yeah, I, I really don't see that merger happening with Apple and anytime soon. All right, so that was today's announcement. That gives you a sense of what's happening, not just at Apple, but how Disney is infusing itself with that and what the possibilities are moving forward. As with so many um, podcasts, we have souvenirs for you and your organization. If I were working with organizations, as I do in my consulting role, I'd be sharing these kinds of stories that I've shared with you today, and then I'd be inviting you to consider the following. First, Bob Iger was in the right place at the right time for this announcement. By the way, he was also in the right time in the right place for the at the time of the iPod announcement too. This moment today would not have occurred with Bob Chapek, still the CEO. So I'd ask you the question, are you in the right place at the right time for the opportunities that lie ahead for you? The second question is, a set of questions is, this moment simply furthers Disney's 100-year commitment to progressing what they do best, storytelling with greater and improved technologies. Whether it's sound or Technicolor or multi-plane cameras or um, computer graphics, all this has been a, a progression, audio animatronics. All this has been a progression. What do you do best? And how are you using technology to help you get there? How does technology itself help you rethink the products and services you provide? And finally, the third question. Synergy is one plus one equals three. Disney working with Apple provides a synergy greater than its individual parts. How are you working with others to create greater synergy or greater opportunities collectively for all? Well, that does it for this Disney Insights podcast. I hope you appreciate the fact that, you know, some of the big podcasts out there, they, they're, they've got a lot of people listening, but they're sharing this same story about a week from now in their next round of podcasts. We're just this little podcast that could and we are bringing it to you just hours after the announcement. That's our commitment to bringing you the very best, not just great insights, but great Disney insights in a timely way. I hope that they inspire you in your work and in your love of all things Disney. Make sure you check out the Wayfinder Society at DisneyInsights.com where we have other technologies and interactive tools to help you enjoy all things Disney and to help you improve how you approach your own work as a leader. 
being a leader, providing a great guest experience, enabling and engaging your employees. That's not just a Disney thing. It can happen to any organization if you know the tools to make it happen. That's where we share that on the Wayfinder Society, our Patreon group. Again, thanks for joining us in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage. Always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon. Thank you.